Hello, hello, and welcome again to This Remote Life. I'm Irene, your host, and this is another episode where we interview an entrepreneur, solopreneur, freelancer, someone who is living this remote life. Hello, hi Ashley, and welcome to This Remote Live. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Irene? I'm doing all right, and I'm very, very happy to have you here. So how about you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about A Dash of Social. Absolutely. Dash of Social is a content marketing agency that was founded back in 2016. We specialize in social media management, content marketing in terms of blogging and email marketing, an overall content strategy um, and marketing strategy. And we work with a variety of businesses across the country. Many of them are right here in Massachusetts, which is very exciting to work with local businesses. And we primarily specialize in supporting service-based businesses. That is awesome. Um, I browsed your website and it's fantastic, by the way. Uh, I saw that you have some areas that you guys specialize in. Yes, we tend to get a lot of clients who are in real estate, other marketing agencies, health and wellness, attorneys, all across the board. So it's exciting to work in so many different places. All right. And also photography. You know, it caught my eye because my husband is a photographer and I was like, hey, you know, you should really check this out. (laughs) Yes, they're a fun group to work with. Totally cool. So, um, Ashley, you are the founder. You are the founder and the CEO. So, what inspired you to start your own company? I have been entrepreneurial minded since a super young age. Um, Kind of fast forwarding a little bit, I got my first taste of entrepreneurship in 2012 when I had started a fashion and lifestyle blog and wanted to find a way to monetize it in order to get some type of return from all the time I was putting into it. I realized that in order to monetize it and become ultimately an influencer was being able to use social media in order to make that happen. So I taught myself how to use social media from a business standpoint Uh and applied it to all of the accounts that I had started for my blog and was able to increase my website traffic and therefore secure opportunities to work with various companies to promote them, um, be able to review their products, get compensated to highlight them on my blog and things like that. I realized through the social media work that I was doing for my own blog that I was really passionate about what goes into using it to build a brand, which just kind of naturally led me into pursuing freelance opportunities with the connections that I already had just from blogging, and then eventually deciding to start my agency. All right. Wow, that's super cool. And uh, I know many people think they understand social media and many new businesses, they try to kind of do it on their own. But it's not that simple, right? Especially with the multitude of social media platforms that exist today. Absolutely. And I always say that it truthfully comes down to time as well. If you want to ensure that you have a really solid and engaging social media presence, it does take time in order to make that happen. And many business owners understandably just don't have the time at the end of the day to write those social media posts. So it's always a great opportunity for them to find a partner like Dash of Social to take over that for them. Absolutely. So what makes your company different? 
We really focus on getting to know our clients from the inside out. So I always like to say that we don't want to be viewed as a separate entity from our clients. We really focus on building relationships with them so that way it almost feels like we're another branch of the company, um, especially with our clients where they might have several employees. I love being able to connect with all of their different team members who might have some type of role within their marketing whether it's marketing department in general, sales teams, whatever it may be, and ultimately becoming an extension of that. I think that we're able to create really positive outcomes when we're able to collaborate in that aspect. And I love feeling like I play a role within their success and just getting to know them on a personal basis and finding ways to support them in any way that I can. All right, that's fantastic. And I love that you I emphasize on the human relationship between you and your clients, because I have this feeling and, you know, with uh, all the people that have been talking uh, through this podcast, that this is the new thing that's coming back, the personal touch, the personal relationship. Do you see that? Do you feel that? Absolutely. Especially when it comes to marketing as well. People always tend to gravitate towards reacting more so to the humanized content compared to the more so static or almost robotic feeling content. And it's crucial to be able to get your audience to know who you are, what you do, and how you help, because that ultimately helps to build that know, like, and trust factor with your audience. Mm. And it's that three-part factor, know, like, and trust that will lead to conversions down the line. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, however, I mean, how do you manage your workload? Like, I'm um, as someone who uses social media on a personal level, sometimes it can get so overwhelming. So I can't imagine this being my job. What are your coping mechanisms like? How do you, you know, how do you balance work, life, and everything that comes with it? That's a great question. So about, I want to say a year and a half ago, actually almost two years ago, I hit this really awful moment of burnout where after five years of just hustling oh. and working around the clock nonstop, I kind of just ended up crashing. It all ended yeah. up catching up to me. So I took two weeks to take a step back, take time off, recharge and think about what I needed to change moving forward. And ultimately what it came down to was being able to put more, um, put more confidence ultimately into the team that I had built. So with a lot of the mm -hmm. things that I was doing, I would get tasks that come across my plate and I would say, oh, I can do this. I got this. I don't, I don't need to ask for help. And eventually it came to the point yeah. where it was just too much and I couldn't do it all. And so I think it's crucial in whatever line of work you're in to have that team that you build who can support the work that you're doing. With that also, the more people you have to support you, the more clients you're able to work with. And so it's been nice to be able to uh, grow a group of talented individuals that I feel really confident in who are able to support our clients in a variety of ways. So being able to delegate anything mm. that I'm able to has been crucial. It's also really helpful to focus on batching and time scheduling. I'm really good at organizing to-do lists and having dedicated working hours to working on various projects. So for me, actually, an example of that is I really limit when I only take meetings and calls. I only take meetings and calls on Tuesdays and Wednesdays between 12 to 4, because I found that I was spreading myself thin trying to book all these yeah. meetings all the time and barely having time left over to actually get work done. So just being able to take control of your schedule and find something that works for you so that you actually have those deep uninterrupted work sessions is huge. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And delegating. Uh, I want to go back to that. Uh, I find that many entrepreneurs uh, find it very hard to delegate. So the fact that you had to build a team that you trust, um, how did you do that? How easy was it to find the right people to work with? It definitely was hard from the beginning because yeah. I feel like I'm such a type A and perfectionist that mm. I really struggled with letting things go. And I think that's why I kept saying yes to everything and putting everything on my plate. But ultimately, it came down to just trusting that I hired the right people to do the right jobs and responsibilities and just being able to let go of that and kind of force myself to do so and see how things played out. So kind of just getting past yeah. that mindset block was huge. And then I also would say it's crucial to have a really robust and well thought out onboarding process. I have tons of different um, onboarding documents and manuals and how-to guides and everything like that that I always pass off to a new team member who joins the team because then they have a really laid out and clearly articulated step-by-step -step process and how to do what and when. And it just really helps to kind of train them in the exact way that I would like to do something. Exactly. And it gives them also something they can look back at where if maybe they need a refresher on how to do something, they have it right there in writing. And so ensuring that you're giving all of your team members the tools that they need in order to be successful will make delegating that much easier for you. Oh, absolutely. Totally. So uh, to what extent is your company remote? Fully remote. So right. I have started it. Yes, it's very nice. We have team members all across the country. So it's nice to be fully remote in that aspect. Um, I personally actually did end up getting an office space back in 2019 that I had mm -hmm. for about two years, which I actually did need because of the fact that I really struggled with having that work-life balance because work mm -hmm. and home were the same place. So I had my own office space that I just worked out of every day, Monday through Friday, but um, ended up working from home as of November 2021, once my fiance and I uh, bought a house and therefore is able to set up my own home office. Hey, and it has just been, thank you. <laughs> um, and it's been so much easier to have that separation between work and home now that yeah. I personally have set up my own personal boundaries and am, and am much better about knowing when it's work time and when it's relaxation time. Oh, totally. And I think this is one of the big discussions and debates that we had during COVID when almost everyone was remote. It was the productivity and um, are remote workers, you know, slacking off or are they burning out? So I think that most people were working too much without realizing it. So um, would you say this is the main challenge of being remote? I would say so. Yes, I would say working too much without realizing it. And also, it's easy to get distracted by household chores because it's so easy to right. do laundry in the middle of the day and things like that. Um, but I think that working from home also provides a lot of benefits because there's been so many studies about saving money by working from home compared to commuting in and out of an office. Mm -hmm. And it also gives you so much time back in your schedule, which is huge because of the fact that you're not commuting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you what, what do you think the future of, you know, the workforce holds? Do you think it's going to be flexible, hybrid, remote? Do you think it's changing? I mean, you, you do follow the trends in the marketing in general. So what is your take on this? 
of course, there are positions that truly have to be fully in person just because of mm-hmm. the nature with what they are. But I think that many more companies are adopting at least a hybrid schedule for their employees, if not a fully remote schedule for their employees, um, especially with the fact that when um, job seekers are looking for new positions, finding a remote position is something that's a very high priority for many of them. Of course, there are many people who love being able to go into an office and have that camaraderie. But from the pandemic, there have been many people who have understood and realized the benefits of being able to work remotely. And if it comes down down to um, being between two job offers and one offers fully remote and one does not, the candidate who is really focused on and prioritizes remote work will go will choose the one that does offer that remote work fully. And so I think it kind of helps with the competition that's found within the job um, market where where if companies want to attract high quality candidates, they need to know what those candidates want. And ultimately, remote work tends to be one of the most popular things. For sure, for sure. So it's it's always like an added incentive nowadays right exactly yeah totally um from your perspective i mean you work with so many industries so what do you see being the biggest issue that business owners entrepreneurs or freelancers face these days i feel like a lot of it comes down to time so being so kind of saying yes to too many things and realizing that they already have an overflowing plate. And so again, kind of going back to that discussion we had earlier about delegation, just knowing when it's time to delegate and what you need to delegate for. And so I think being able to be mindful of that and kind of have an understanding of when it's time to kind of let things go and wave the white flag and let someone else come in to help is crucial. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And since we are circling back to the whole, you know, taking too much and uh, doing too much and never saying no, um, what about mental health in this ever-changing world and in this new way of working? Do you have some coping mechanisms? Do you do something that protects, you know, your your mental health and well-being? I do. And you're absolutely right that it's so important to focus on it right now. Um, I have a few things that I like to do, especially because with being an entrepreneur, it feels like your brain never shuts off. You're always worrying about the next project you need to do and who you need to respond to and what email you need to send. It's just always going. And so a few things that I've found have helped me Uh, especially with getting better sleep at night because it led to my stress um, causing me to sleep poorly, have been reading. I read a ton and that's one of the things that I always do after work, which really helps me to unwind and transition out of work mode and into relaxation mode. Mm -hmm. I also start every single day with a run. That's something that I never not do is move my body. So being able to exercise and get some movement in each morning is crucial And then I also find myself really relying on journaling if I'm kind of stressed about all of these different things with so many thoughts running through my head. Sometimes I find that just being able to write it out and let it out onto paper makes me feel so much better and even that a solution. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone has, you know, their own ways of finding release. And uh, I find it interesting that you have so such so much diversity in the way you find, you know, release, running, being so active, and then journaling. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I find that just kind of having a few different mediums has worked well, yeah. especially because it kind of depends on the, the mood that I'm in and what will work best for me yeah. each day. 
Totally. Um, what piece of advice would you give to someone who is just starting out and are considering, you know, instead of finding a nine to five, uh, starting their own company or, you know, going freelance, what would your advice be? I would say to just do it. I feel like there mm. are so many different excuses we could give ourselves that stop us from pursuing what we feel passionate about. And so no matter what happens at the end of the day, you're always going to find something that will try to convince you that it's not a good idea. And so I, I say to ignore it and move forward and follow what you feel strongly about anyway. Along with that, I also recommend listening to your gut. That's something I wish oh, yeah. I had learned earlier on in my business with kind of ignoring red flags that might have popped up yeah. or um, not acting on something because I had imposter syndrome, even though it would have been such a great opportunity. Mm. I think just really honing in on that and paying attention to it can help you go so far. Oh, I couldn't agree more, especially with trusting your instincts. I think we should really trust ourselves more than we do, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So Ashley, how can someone find you if someone wants to reach out to you and, you know, start an amazing marketing collaboration? How do we find you? So you can head to my website, which is dashofsocial.com. And you can also find me at Dash of Social on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, what, I mean, do you have a wait list, a waiting period? Are you accepting clients right now? Yep, we're accepting new clients. So as of the time of this recording, it's June 6th, which means we're currently accepting new clients for July 1st. We typically okay. work about 30 days ahead. So for anyone who's looking to focus on their marketing throughout the summer or even the fall, I'd be happy to chat. Okay, perfect. And uh, last question, do you focus on the US market? Or are you international? Can someone from Europe reach US. out to you? Uh, so we focus on the US. Okay, okay. So if someone is looking to, let's say, expand their European business to the US, you are a go to person. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you so much again. Thanks for being here. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for sharing your experience and, you know, your wisdom. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Have a lovely, lovely day. You too.